This episode of the Craft Sanity Podcast is brought to you by listeners like you who donated $1 a month through Craft Sanity's Patreon page. Learn more at CraftSanity.com. Well, if you couldn't express yourself, how would you de-stress yourself? And if you couldn't make and build and sing and knit and paint and dance and spin, would you go crazy? Well, if you're going crazy... Craft Sanity, Craft Sanity, Art and Craft Creativity, Interviews with people who make, they are here to help keep you sane. Craft Sanity, Craft Sanity, Craft Sanity. Hi, I'm Jennifer Ackerman Haywood, and you're listening to the Craft Sanity Podcast, an interview show all about art, craft, and creativity. Hello, this is episode 165, and I'm very excited to bring you the story behind a very successful Etsy shop called Dandelion. This shop, which some of you may be familiar with, features teeny tiny embroidery hoops. And they're not embroidery hoops that you would actually use to embroider, but they're embroidery hoops that you would use to display your work on a micro level. So we're talking you can make necklace pendants, pins, earrings, that kind of stuff. So we're talking small scale embroidery hoops that are super cute because anytime you make something miniature, it just gets cuter. So I'm really excited to bring you an interview with the shop owner. And here's a little preview. Oh, hi, my name's uh, Sonia Lyon and I have the business Dandelion and my age is the big four zero, which I've just turned. So I'm at the the very start of the 40s. I live in Melbourne um, in Australia in a little in a suburb on the northeast um, of the Melbourne city and it's beautiful, lots of trees, it's absolutely gorgeous. So even with that little snippet, it's pretty clear that Sonia is delightful. <laughs> so while you're grabbing a project, I'm going to go ahead and thank the sponsors that I have. I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you to the Patreon sponsors who have been contributing on a monthly basis for a long time now. Thank you so much for keeping the show going. I really appreciate it. And I want to thank Ted and his team at ACS Home and Work, where I get my flower sack tea towels that I am happily printing on in my home studio and doing some stitching. I do a lot of embroidery. And, um, yes, so head over to ACS Home and Work to check out the product line and grab that project. This would be a good one to do some embroidery during this one because, you know, during the interview, you can make a lot of teeny embroidery designs that you could pop into the hoops that Sonia makes. (laughs) So if you do that, please send a photo along because I would love to see it and get a look at those and share them with Sonia as well. So if this podcast inspires any particular design, let us know because we would like to see those. Okay, so let's get to the interview. If you can explain a little bit about how you got your your Etsy shop and your business started, and then we'll kind of backtrack a little bit and then move into the present from there. I started, what, it's nearly four years ago, and I started out just by doing my first family portrait. That's how it all began. And I actually stitched learned to stitch when I was about seven, I think it was, um, at the, the little rural, uh, rural school that I was at, little country school, and all the girls went to the library, we learned to sew, and all the boys went off to the Oval and did 
boy things, um, very stereotypical back then. Um, so I learned all the stitches under this beautiful teacher, Mrs. Mulrooney, mm-hmm. and I'd always loved it, but I, you know, just did it at school and did it little bits on and off crafting all throughout the years. And it wasn't until I had my third son um, that I picked up the needle and thread again because we wanted a family portrait, but I didn't want something that was, you know, sort of just every day that everyone has. So I thought I'm going to create something a bit different. And I sort of thought, oh, I could start sewing again. And I've I've, I've actually um, been sewing with a machine for a long, long time. I had a children's clothing line and I've always sewn my own clothes. And so I've always been on the machine, but I hadn't picked up a needle and thread um, until sort of four years ago. And I started playing around with the concept of a family portrait and I stitched up our first family portrait and it was it's hilarious um, <laughs> and I thought it was just really cute and quirky and I just I just didn't think anyone else would would like it so I stitched it and then I had a few friends sort of notice it and so I was stitching for a, a few other friends and it really just naturally evolved from there but the main thing was while I was stitching I just felt so happy I just I couldn't believe I was so it felt the most self-absorbed amazing meditative thing that I have done in such a long time and I'm a very high energy person so anything that makes me stop is a good thing so I knew something was going well, on here that on, was, your, on your website you describe it as pure bliss I do I so you're not joking from, about how you feel about embroidery no I'm not and that's so I think what happened at that point, I knew, and even just talking about now, I've got tingles in my body. I just, the thought of stitching and how I feel when I stitch, I knew at that point, I thought, oh, I wonder if other people feel like this when they stitch. I was so curious. And then I started thinking more and more about embroidery as an as a craft and an, as an old, old craft and how it's, you know, sort of, it's applied to, you know, People seem to think it's applied to napkins or towels or um, tablecloths and that sort of that old thought. And I thought, imagine if you would, were able to wear you, the, the little masterpieces that you stitch and you create. Because I was just so proud of what I was doing. I was so happy. I just wanted to put it all over my body. And um, <laughs> then I had this I had the idea of thinking, I wonder if there's like little mini hoops out there. And I Googled and I couldn't find anything. And I was so excited and I said to my husband, imagine if you could have little miniature embroidery hoops. And he said to me, well, guess what, babe? You can, you can do that. And at the time I had no idea what even a laser cutter was. Um, And my husband works uh, at Monash University in the arts department and he's a sculptor and he's he's an arty farty too. Awesome. so we started designing, drawing this design concept together based on obviously the original um, embroidery hoop that right. we can get from any, any craft store and we went from there and I started stitching little designs and having so much fun and I, that's when I then said, right, let's open this Etsy store because, I mean, you know, every second person was hearing about Etsy and I sort of had thought, oh, one day maybe I'll have an Etsy store. So we launched it open and I actually didn't open with the miniature hoops to start with. I just had little designs that I was doing, just really simple little cute things. Um, and then eventually as I got better, I put my own, the little miniature hoops in and it just went from there. And my designs didn't really sell, but I got an email uh, at the beginning at least once a day saying, where did you get your hoops? Where do you get your hoops? And then it just naturally evolved from there. And I said to my hubby, do you think we could make more? <laughs> and he said, yes. <laughs> and so, and it's just... 
from there continued and now my hobby actually doesn't laser cut them anymore. I have them professionally done and but they come back to us and we pop them out of the wood sheets. My husband drills them then they come back into me. I dust off all the dust and then we screw the screws. It's a beautiful big production, well mini production that happens in our lounge room and actually as we speak my husband's sitting on the couch putting the bolts onto the screws. Wow. Now has this become like a full-time enterprise yes, for you? Completely. And so we sort of I juggle. It's a really big juggle, but I, you know, and there's definitely times of, of doubt where I'm thinking, oh, you know, can I do this? And and the, the best thing about being a high-energy person is that I can. Um, so I spend every time in between with the kids sort of juggling it and, and managing it, but it's without a doubt, definitely full-time now. Yeah. And I sort of I pinch myself that I've created a business, I've created a job for myself that I love, that I'm passionate about, that, you know, that also brings tears and tired and <laughs> all those beautiful elements that you have for any business that you run yourself. Yeah. But, well, I mean, um, I know things got very serious for you because I've been watching from afar what you were doing for a long time now because when you started, you didn't have special packaging. No, you, know, you, you just were sent. You were just you know sending things off. Now I remember when you posted. I want to say, didn't you document that on Instagram? When you I got think your, I did. When you got your pack, was that last summer when that well, happened? Yes, yeah. Yes. When the whole new design. And now ha- you're oh. like, you're, now you're like, wow, she's really creepy. Like she, <laughs> she watched me since the summer. No, just no, your no, Instagram I'm... feed, not out your window. <laughs> I, I just looked out my window, going, "Are you out there? I, I am not. <laughs> I, you know, watch that process of you going from having a product and just kind of putting it out there to having a branded product with yeah. special packaging and all that. Um, and so what year was it when you started making these hoops? It yourself? was 2000, just for myself, 2011, okay. I think it was. And then yeah. how long did it take? So you first, you put your work out there, um, your own work, you know, you're trying to sell finished product yeah. in these little hoops and people kept asking you, where'd you get, Where the do you get those? And, <laughs> and, 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 and it was part of you, were you kind of in a way kind of like happy and sad about that where you're like, oh, there's a market for these hoops, but. Can someone just buy my own stuff, people? Like, can you just buy my embroidery, please? Um, (laughs) Completely. I was like, "Um, you're meant to be focusing on the stitching. But anyway. Why don't you um... look at what's in the frame, people? (laughs) In the hoop. Cheeky monkeys. But it's it's good, though, because anything like that, whenever anyone asks a question, I always – I just see there's a possibility of like, oh, so how can yes. I do that? So it sort of yeah. it does excite me. But yes, as a natural human human thought, I do go, hey, what about my what about my designs? Right. <laughs> and, and, and so did you find that you sold more of the designs after you started selling the hoops? Became no, no, no. no. People no. still want the hoops. <laughs> they just still wanted the hoops. Oh goodness. <laughs> no, you but st- what I. But what I did do was I was continuing in the background to do my custom portraits and that's the design that has really taken off. So there's sort of two elements to my to my business now okay. and I I can I stitch custom portraits each week plus also run the mini hoops. So there's actually no time for me to do develop new designs at the moment and that's something that I am thinking about moving back into just for me more than anything and and as inspiration and to keep stitching. The thing that's so lovely about what you're doing is that you you needed something so your husband helped you create it and then Mm. now this is out there for everybody else and are, are you have you how have you been able to keep up with the demand? 
is it well it's it's been it's really funny it's organically happened I must say in that you know it's just I always say it's like selling a car, like selling and buying cars. You sell one car and then you buy two and, you know, you sell those two and then you buy four. Right. And so for me, it's sort of, it really has happened in, in that way because Etsy, as you know, you know, there's so many things on there. So it's taken time for people to find me and, and find the product. And so it's just slowly built up over the past sort of three to four years. And so I've been able to, in that regard, sort of just invest back in as I've needed to. So mm-hmm. when I've had some good sales, that money can go back in and then I can make sure that I'm buying a little bit more. And I I'm, I do have a very business mind. So I can be fun and crazy and nuts, but my head can be very methodical That's and very good. structured. And yeah, and I, I know what I want. If I want something, there's going to be no stopping me. Um, and yeah, I can I can sort of sort it out. I used to work in the fashion industry um, for a long time, actually, with a big fashion house here, and so there was a lot of planning and budgets and all of all of that sort of stuff going on and wholesaling and counts, and that gave me a really good, um, a great experience in building up this business. And I've also run a couple of other little businesses on the side. Um, And they've also, you know, from all of that, I've been able to draw on all of that experience, the good and the bad, and bring it to Dandelion. And I know so many of those elements have helped me in being able to Mm -hmm. sustain and build the business as as it's growing. Um, And it's funny, I just think, you know, I had someone the other day come past and they're like, oh, my goodness, that's Dandelion. I was like, oh, no, it's me. It's just Sonia. (laughs) You know, don't don't put me on a pedestal. Uh And... Um, she's like, oh, I'd love to come and see your workspace and your studio. And I said, oh, yeah, you can come anytime. I'd be happy for you to come and have a look. And she said, oh, where is it based? And I said, it's at my home. It's in my lounge room. <laughs> and her face just sort of sunk. <laughs> she's like, oh, oh. And I was like, were you expecting me to work out of this beautiful big studio space? I was like, no, literally, the kitchen's, I can see it right there. Our lounge is right there. But I am really fortunate. I've got, I've actually crept right into the lounge room and my space is now <laughs> huge and yeah and I mean it's set up beautifully and I can take gorgeous photos of it and it looks amazing but the reality is I skip in and you know skip into the kitchen and cook the kids dinner or have my youngest going mom I want something to eat so I jump off the computer and you know it's all accessible and great but um, I mean I do I love my little space and I love where I work from so well and it's it's good when you're a mom too it's nice to be able to um I mean it's also very difficult too to get anything done sometimes I I I know that but um Mm. but it's it's nice when when you you can hear mom and respond like and just walk up the stairs or walk into the room and you're there you know you're not exactly having to commute it's, from another space you're paying rent for you know it's kind of nice yeah. to just for right there. now it's perfect and because it's only I'm sort of still only four years young I know I'm still learning and my youngest isn't at big school yet and next year he goes to school so I'll have all my three munchkins at school oh my gosh that's gonna be so exciting um, <laughs> yes, I will. what are their ages so I've got twins that are 10 and they and then my youngest is four and okay. they're all big gorgeous men little men I should say okay and they're, they're all really are they all boys all boys okay so you're having yeah, uh, yeah you're having so they're uh, they're probably not as interested in your embroidery um, or not, do they like, not anymore. Or do, they, do they like stitching? They did. The, my two big boys, um, they used to stitch with me quite a bit. Um, Good for a them. Year or two, yeah, a year or two ago, I was 
just I thought, oh, here we go. I've got it happening. And now, yeah, no. They well, don't something really care. happens too. My my <laughs> daughter, uh, my oldest, is eleven, and I taught her how to stitch. I taught both of them basically as old. You know, as soon as I could like hold on to a kind of dull needle and push it through the fabric, <laughs> I, I got them going early. And we're talking like preschool age, which is probably um, people thought that was a little bit too early, but you know. I am who yeah. I am, but never uh, too early. But what happened though is now my eleven-year-old is a big-time video game player. You know, so she's <laughs> rather play Minecraft than stitch with her mother now. But I'm hoping she'll oh. come back to me, um, and maybe your sons will too. <laughs> this is yeah, that's that's generally my pattern on the weekends. The boys get computer time so I can catch up on work, and yeah. I can just hear Minecraft the whole time. I'm trying to stitch or do something. I'm like, oh, can you just turn it down a little bit, please? <laughs> As a, as a mom, um, you are able to then work right in your house and, yeah. you know, fix a meal when you need to. Did you work outside when you, it sounds like you did a, you actually had your own fashion line. You had made reference to that. Um, yeah. Was that before kids or at what point was that happening? That was, when did I do that? I started that when the, my twins were two, one or two. And I think as soon as, you know, there was a little, that tiny little bit of, independence from them I thought oh I might start a business well you know what that makes total sense because I started craft sanity when I had a newborn and an 18 month old it made perfect sense to start something new oh completely (laughs) why not yeah Yeah. you know you completely wrecked tired and exhausted oh yeah why not it's like oh yes let's add more to the plate that sounds fabulous (laughs) that's it well so I've always been told if you want something done you give it to a busy person oh yeah so if you go you know true it's so true it makes sense yeah, and we're yeah crazy enough to be like, oh yeah, pile it on, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. It's healthy minds, though. I think I, you know, with your with your munchkins, it's beautiful, and you want to completely indulge in them. But right. it's just that little celebration of doing something for yourself. No, so. I think it's it's more of a desperation to do something yes, for yes. yourself. It's like yes, okay, I was being I've just fed you, and now I need some time. <laughs> For me, yes. and you're near tears and like crafting. That's so true. Yeah, been there. Yeah, it's um, it's so funny. So you started. So you started your clothing line, and what kind of clothing were you making? I was doing children's clothing at that time, and I started it with a girlfriend. And same, we were. I was in um, my husband and I bedroom, and we had two big industrial sewing machines, and my beautiful friend and I would stitch and sew all these great little designs and then we sort of wholesaled them out to a number of shops but um I just realized when I was doing that I did love elements of it but again when it came back to the sewing machine I just wasn't it wasn't lighting my fire I just felt like I was a bit of a slave to the machine Mm, so and that was just a personal thing it wasn't and I knew I wanted to do something around stitching but I just had the wrong stitching going on right you wanted to do this manual human powered stitching yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 It's just, it was well, a different aesthetic. Cause I like to sew as well. And, um, I have never had my own clothing line, so I'm not going to like throw that down and be like, Oh yeah, I've had my own clothing line too. <laughs> I have not, I have never done that. Um, but I like to sew on my machine and when I do my printmaking, I often am sewing with things I've printed, but I really like when it comes to stitching, my preferred method is the slowest method of all time. It's just doing mm-hmm. it by hand. And yeah. And I like that you don't need a machine for that. You can be anywhere. Ex- and as long as you have a needle and thread or, you know, you're, you're good to go. And That's it. So yeah, I understand. It's portable. Yeah. yeah. So how long did you work on the clothing line for before you switched I over? I did that oh, probably two years, I think. Well, it was it nearly three years? My husband's just put up three fingers for me. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I did that for nearly three years. And then we st- I stopped doing that. And then 
oh my gosh, I've had about seven different careers. And then I, that sort of fell to the wayside. My beautiful friend and I, it was just, it was too much for both of us. And we decided just to, to let that go. Mm-hmm. And so I had a little break, I think, I think I might've had a break or I may have just launched into then I bought a business who, from a beautiful woman who is now a gorgeous friend of mine. And, um, I worked in schools around Victoria, which is a state here in Australia, and I did workshops on working specifically with girls on body image, deconstructing the media, um, and the business is called Enlightened Education. I'll put that plug in. Wow, and, that's great. Yeah. yeah, so Danielle Miller, who who has built the business and runs the business, is absolutely outstanding and quite a, you know a, a, a very well respected um, woman in Australia um, for for girls and girls' issues and everything. She's she's like the girl whisperer she's amazing um so I did that for I think nearly two years um and then I had a little break again and then fell pregnant again and then sort of when Austin was yeah six months I think he was that's when I started going right what am I going to do next and that's when we go back to starting the family portrait and then it's dandelion starting to take off and my little business head going, oh, this could be good, but slowing myself down because I, as we've said, you know, high energy, you launch in really quickly. But I had learnt if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it properly and I tend to get passionate about things, anything I do. Yeah. So I, w- I wanted to really know that this one was working for me. So lots of deep breaths as I was going, going, is this something I could see myself doing for quite some time? And the answer was always yes, 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 yes. Well, and that's how you know. And I can tell, I mean, even though you've been working with Little Hoops since 2011, um, I can tell that you still sound very excited about it. And I know that's something that's weird. And and you can't preserve that if it's not a true passion. You can't. Yes. You 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 can't. can't You can't fake it. No. And you can't keep a fire going that long if it's not meant to be burning. You know what I mean? So, so I, I think that you've definitely hit something that's for you and it's authentic. And you created this thing that wasn't a, in the world. I mean, these little hoops did not exist. And now you can get a one inch mini hoop, which who would have ever imagined? Um, and actually, is it a half inch? Is a half inch the smallest? No, one inch. Oh, it's, one no, inch. it's one inch. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I was going to say. A half inch seems. I just read that incorrectly. It's right down my screen. Um, <laughs> I saw maybe the on the maybe on the inside. So the outside's one inch, but on the inside, maybe it's. Oh no, it wouldn't be half. Well, it'd be a little be bit three more. quarters. But, yeah. <laughs> but they're so cute, and these are things that you can um, you could pin to. You can use them as pins. You can use them as pendants. Yeah, and, earrings. Yeah, yeah, I mean, just so cute, and people have just gravitated to this, and yeah. you get to see. You must get the most interesting email like ever because. Oh. What what are how are people interacting with you? Like you put these oh, out into yeah. the world, and what's happened since? I get so we laugh at the, the boys. How many emails this morning, Mum? It's like whoa, there's you know there's three hundred or something. You just go whoa. holy cow. But do you know what I go? You know I go through junk mail, delete all those really quickly, and then I can hit once I've taken the boys to school. I can come back and I sort of depending on what happen, happening in the morning, scroll through. And it's there's just beautiful messages of people saying, you know, got my hoops, so in love with them, can't wait to start stitching, through to, oh, my goodness, they've, you know, shared all these photos, look what I've been stitching. And, you know, I've had 
there's been a couple of emails actually over the past sort of two to three years of beautiful people that are really unwell um, oh and various illnesses and they yeah. said, you know, thank you so much for your hoops and, and you know, I've, I've sent extra little things because I know that they're unwell. So I've sent extra bits and bobs to get them inspired and, and keep their ha hands busy and their minds busy. Mm -hmm. and it's just, very kind of you to do that. Yeah. Oh, it's, I think it's, you know, just naturally what, what you should do. It just feels yeah. right. You no, know, they're it's, just, it's nice they're to saying thank you. And you know, I'm like, well, thank you. Because like I said, from that, you know, the very beginning that how it makes me feel. And again, here goes the goosebumps. It's just, oh, it's, 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 it's indescribable. I just, you have to do it. Don't you? You just for stretching the fabric on the, on the hoop and stretching it all out. So it's tight like a drum. And then you put the needle in and it makes that little sound and, <laughs> oh, no, it's it so is, good. It is good. It, it really is good. And I think if more people actually knew how to do embroidery or, or just something with their hands or some craft, I find that I have been able to save on, um, I haven't had to, I haven't required any actual therapy because I, <laughs> I self-medicate with making things and it really does um, keep me grounded and keep me feeling just like I have some control, even in the most out of control situation. Completely. And it's just so wonderful. And then- to It able, is. Yeah. So for you, have you found that, have you turned to, you know, stitching when things are just- feeling like oh man like things are just yeah off the getting rails. on top of me yeah. yeah like you know there's weeks where actually this week's been a bit no and last week well the past couple of weeks have been really nuts I've had some crazy things going on and orders have been insane which that I'm definitely not complaining about but um I've just sort of keeping up so I've had a few suppliers let me down and just little things happening you know and just yeah. general life yeah it's just the past few weeks have been a little bit tough and I'm sort of trying to keep up with it and I just went right that's it I'm just going to stop everything and just stitch something for myself and I just remember I just stitched all over the place I didn't really stitch a design it it was and it wasn't anything and actually I don't even know where it is right now but <laughs> it just felt so good and the, the funniest thing was I was getting a little bit angry and then I was sort of calming down and it was great because I really pricked my finger really hard oh yeah that's one <laughs> and of the bad was, things yeah and it hurt but it was in a way I was like see just calm down you know it was just all the elements of it, it was really good and even you know on the weekend when we've got all free time, the boys go, Mom, can we please have some computer time? I go, okay. The first thing I think that I want to do is I just want to stitch. I just mm -hmm. want to stitch something. And, you know, my head's always a bit stuck sometimes on what to stitch. So I'll just, you know, pick up a little drawing or something that I've seen or one of the one of the kids' drawings and I'll stitch that. Oh, I just love so stitching that I, kids' drawings. It's my favourite. Oh, oh, I love it. Oh, there's something really beautiful about that. I met my son, um, the youngest one, Austin. I think I put it on Instagram, actually. No, I would have. I put everything on Instagram. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he did his very first drawing and he, he hasn't drawn another picture since and it was bum face with one hand and it was really cute and I got to stitch it and make it into a necklace and, and I feel really proud to wear that necklace. You know, it's the internet has allowed a lot of us parents to be able to do things kind of on our own terms and uh, you make compromises because I think a lot of us could grow our businesses faster if we weren't trying to kind of contain them and wrap it around mm -hmm. parenting. But I can't think of a better way than to wrap it around parenting and to be present as a mom. I mean, I think it's fantastic. And, and your kids will remember that too. Be like, yeah, mom was doing a lot of stitching and like packaging of little hoops, but, um, <laughs> but they could see you the whole time, you know, and that's, 
pretty awesome for them. Exactly. Yeah, I am present. And it's and one thing I have learned too along the way is to be actually present. And if so, you know, sometimes I can get so engrossed in my right. work. Right, yeah, checking something. orders on Etsy. Yeah, yeah I and I don't actually look at them and I'm going, yep, yep. And I, I mean, I actually am hearing everything they're saying. I don't miss a beat. But they think that I'm not. And it's, so I've really learned to, you know, if I am working and they've asked me something and it's like be, to be actually really present. So right. stop what I'm doing and concentrate on their beautiful little faces and and then once they know that I've given them the attention, then I can launch back into it again. <laughs> right, right. And that's all they want. They just want yeah. attention for a few minutes. Exactly. And they're going Acknowledgement. back to what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it's, and the thing is, these beautiful faces, I mean, they're getting, they're, these kids are growing up so fast. And, yes. And pretty soon they're beautiful. Like, we're going to have to, like, track them down to see their beautiful faces. <laughs> oh, know? my gosh. My two, tonight, with my older boys, we're talking, one wants to have a man bun. And the other one wants to have, um, which he said is a mun. And the other one said, oh, I'm going to have an undercut and, and get it all shaved. And I was like, okay, that sounds awesome. Let's those do are, that this Yeah, weekend. those are two extremes. Wow. That's yeah. really, so you have two yeah, very pol- individual. polar opposite, my that twins. It's so funny. But twins must be fun. Are they identical? Yeah. Are they identical twins? No. And my, they are completely different. They don't look like twins at all. One's much shorter and smaller. The other's taller. And he's just, you know, he's a little bit stronger built. Okay. Um, they don't look, but my youngest actually looks exactly the same as one of the twins. So Anderson and Austin, exactly the same. Anderson's like a mini, uh, Austin's a mini Anderson. That's so funny. So they can pretend yeah. to be twins in about 20 yeah. years. Um. Which they do. They've got a beautiful bond as well, like twins. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, it sounds like, you know, your twins were roommates in the womb, but. Um, yeah. yeah. They were woomies. And, yeah. oh, and so Austin funny. and Anderson are now actually roomies. That's so funny. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, well, it sounds like you're having a tremendous amount of fun and that's got to be just awesome. Now, when, yeah, when you were learning, you learned to stitch uh, very young, as you had mentioned earlier. Did you yeah. go? Did you go to art school or school to learn how to be a you know have your own clothing line, or is this things that you are these things that you just picked up and tried on your well, own? Yeah, I um, what I learned to stitch. Um, I, was, I remember my mum. Um, when I was about seven, because my bless my mum, she had to work around the clock. Um, because I'd lost my dad when I was well, how old was I? Seven. Oh, geez, and I'm so, so mum. Oh, no, that's okay. Um, he, um, uh, yeah, so mum had to work quite a bit. So I remember her pulling out the sewing machine and showing me the ropes and said, all right, here you go. And I was so excited. And I remember, you know, holidays, it was just like me and the sewing machine. Fantastic. And so I'd always sewed little bits from there and, you know, sort of really self-taught from that, making um, clothes for my Cabbage Patch dolls. Um, and then when I finished school I ended up actually being a primary school teacher for about three years that was my first degree and then I went to teach went traveled over to London and taught in schools over there and as much as I loved the kids again was going "Mm, this job's not working for me you know I didn't have the fire or the passion so I while I was there I decided to go to fashion college and go back into sewing again Mm -hmm. and so I did a pattern making sort of costume design um, course over there which was excellent and then when I came back to Australia that's when I started working for the fashion house and sort of got in got behind the scenes as to how it all runs from a business sort of point of view and then that's when I then went into doing the children's clothing line for myself Um, so I've sewn yeah, for for quite some time. So I got my first degree was primary teaching, and then my second one was with a fashion college. Wow, that, well, yeah. that's yeah. that's a nice combination, though, because you can. Yeah, you're. But when it comes to art, no, no, oh. I'm I'm similar to you. Drawing, I go, oh, I'm really scared, and that's why I love. <laughs> 
the needle and thread because I feel like as soon as I start stitching, I've worked out that's how I draw. Um, yeah, yeah. It's it's totally abstract and is nothing to anybody else. But I go, oh, this is how you know a painter or a true artist must feel because when I'm stitching. It just feels like the stitches are coming together. And, you know, it might look like a mess to someone else, but for me it just feels beautiful. And I I think it looks beautiful. Some of them I probably wouldn't show because I sort of know they aren't, but you know what I mean? You have kind of gone into an area with your your creative life and your business life that you probably didn't imagine yourself going. No, no, not at all. This is just a whole new journey, a whole new road that, Yep, I did not envisage for myself. I thought I would be either teaching or sewing. It was just once I started that family portrait, then I knew something awesome was about to happen. I did, and I deep down knew something great was going to happen, but I had no idea what it was going to be. And I definitely didn't think it was going to be miniature embroidery hoops. <laughs> <laughs> and your little hoops, people are are still doing their stitching in a traditional embroidery hoop and then they're putting using that hoop to showcase the work correct is that how exactly yeah that's it yeah because they're so tiny I can imagine yeah, that they wouldn't yeah hold I've had up. a few people say could they use them as a regular and I have thought about doing the inner hoop but I just thought oh there's already so many options and if I do that I just I like the I like the idea that you're still using the the traditional hoop and then transferring it there's something that that element I really like so I'm going to I will see, you know, I might go down the road of putting an inner hoop in, but for now, you know, having the little wood top, it is quite fragile and I get, I get nervous about people playing with it too much. Right. I mean, changing necklaces and all that sort of stuff, that's fine. But the concept of sort of screwing it really tight every time, it's like, oh, I don't want it to break on you. I mean, right. and they won't at the moment, but over overuse as a normal regular hoop, I think, oh, no, it's probably not the correct design for that. Right, so, so the, these are yeah. intended to display your finished work and wear it and make it wear it loud and proud right which is so so fun and and so now as far as distribution goes I mean people are finding you primarily it sounds like through Etsy and Mm. um where are your hoops going where around the world are you sending these hoops oh my gosh they're going everywhere now it's insane so at the moment I uh, the sort of I sell a lot to there's I think I've got four or five businesses in, in the States and, again, in the UK. Um, I've got one in Thailand, one in Indonesia. Um, they're going across to Germany, um, Spain. One went, A couple went to Russia the other day. That was so cool, riding Russia, you know. Um, uh, where else? They've been going everywhere. Um, do, you think, do you think Putin is stitching now? Do you, you think? Yeah. No. <laughs> I think that could help him. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Could well be. Who knows? Imagine that. <laughs> that would be like almost mind-bending. Oh, my gosh. Visually, I just went there. I'm very visual person. Did you, like, okay, visually, oh. did you have him with a shirt off or on? <laughs> um, <laughs> because that, because that, I still remember seeing a photo that was like comical. It was like a, Fabi, like a, a Harlequin novel photo of Putin. Yeah. I'm like, what is going on with this man? Because President hmm, Obama does not you. post, he doesn't post shirtless for the public. <laughs> Maybe for Michelle, but not for the rest of us. <laughs> not for you, gorgeous man. No, no, no. <laughs> well, not to, you know, people are like, whoa, Putin is stitching. Yeah, I don't mean to align your business <laughs> with the Russian leadership. But no, it is funny when these things go out the door, you really have no idea. 
No, like who you the people don't. are and what their stories are. So it's fun to kind of maybe surmise and a couple what, things. Yes, exactly. And it's why it's beautiful. I think with Instagram and email and everything, having that connection and people coming back and my repeat customers, it's insane. And that's that gives me a huge lift. Just the thought that you know the people are coming back for more and I've got an insane memory for names so when an order comes up by Etsy I can see the name and I go ah I know them even if because generally once you've bought something I send out a code to say you know on your next purchase here's a little discount so thanks for coming back as you do and um and if they forgot to use the discount code or something, I or I can tell by the name. It's like, I know wow. you've been here before. And, you know, there's been over – I think I looked on the other day. I hadn't looked for ages. There was over 2,000 orders on Etsy. But I know I've sent out a lot That's more so hoops great. than that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, which is – it's beautiful. And I do love – generally, I'm awesome with names. And, you know, um, I can – faces and names, great, as in sort of seeing them on either on the computer or meeting someone face-to-face. But remembering an actual person's name when I see them face-to-face, terrible. Absolutely <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Everybody starts becoming doubles and I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if they change their hair or they're using an old photo online. Yeah. <laughs> or like, people well, come up and I know introduce themselves. Year, yeah. Ten year younger photo, I totally know, but this man, reality yeah. you look a little older. Yeah. Um <laughs> <laughs> Do you do you have a distributor? Are you there? Um, not you, at this stage. Are you looking um, I've to got... go there? I do, and I, this is I'm at this at this place at the moment because everything's quite comfortable, and the idea of distribution I know means I need to take my production line to a whole new level. Yeah, you do. Um, it changes everything. Yeah, it really does, and I feel now 100% confident that the hoops are amazing, and there's every element I'm really, really comfortable with, and it's you know that little thing of cash flow. Ah! Oh yeah. Um, so getting that back, we um don't own a house uh we we're, we're still renting we missed the boat on purchasing a house um so both of us are like hmm so we don't have sort of that mortgage to fall back on um to sort of invest and and borrow but I feel like uh, my my I always follow my instinct and my gut says you know what just keep going as you're going and it will all fall into place and happen as it's meant to happen but it, it and uh, you know it's funny you saying that because I have had a few queries about distribution of late of people wanting to distribute for me mm-hmm. and I'm aware of a few great companies as well so I think it will be something I definitely look at and I also know I've got six more months of you know my youngest at home before he heads off to school right so I just need to take some deep breaths and go you know that will happen when it's supposed to uh, I think the Hammy community tends to embrace people that are yeah. kind of trying to fan the flames of their handmade, you know, business. And um, that's really fun, you know. It is. You're so right. And I do feel – and, you know, working with I, – I wholesale now to lots of businesses around the world. And I feel like it is it is manageable from, from my lounge room, which is insane. I mean, um, they are tiny hoops, but there are lots of little elements of boxes absolutely everywhere, storage containers and boxes of all the components. Yeah. But um, I have refined the process. And, I, you know, I, I do love tedious things. I love processes. I'm, as I've said, you know, I'm quite analytical. So I've got everything in an order that I can manage. And, you know, I'm the – the center desk in my sort of little little space here at the minute there's I don't know hundreds of hoops sitting on the table on top of each of the orders and um 
I'm, I'm at the best part. I'm, I'm sort of able to process it all just from my two benches here and get you know really large orders out, um, which which is great. So see, I am playing with that concept of do I need a distributor as such or or not? Because also with mailing, because my products are small and really light, I'm able to get them out quite quite cheaply, really. And so far, it's working. So um, and that's going everywhere, that Thailand and. Um, France and um, Turkey and so there's been lots and lots of places the states I send lots of big orders but those little things seem to be working for me at the moment and so where so, where are most of your hoops going are they staying in Australia or are they going yeah lots in Australia I'm so happy I was like thank you Australia for supporting me you know for for being here because for a long time it was actually um, more states in the UK were huge um, and now that I've got some more supplies there that's actually drawn back a bit which is great because I'm happy to, for you know, that's I just want my hoops. I want everybody to sew. That's the purpose of what I'm doing. Right. So I don't actually mind if they're coming to me or they're going. I'm hoping they go to the people, you know, the businesses that are buying them from me. That's that's what I want. So I'm you know in the middle of getting my new website up and running, and I can't wait to promote all the businesses that stock my hoops. And it's like go there, go local. That's you know support your local businesses. Um, so I, I'm really happy. Yeah, Australia. They took a little bit longer to pick it pick up on it, but now they're coming so well, which is and it's great. nice to, and sometimes it takes up longer for people in your own backyard to yeah. realize you almost need validation from outside the city limits sometimes because mm. then people are like oh really yeah. i didn't oh. realize that you were like completely awesome and here all yeah. the, the whole time um you know and then you're like yeah actually yeah thank you you know um, <laughs> so they, they've discovered your awesomeness and now you know stepping up to support that's it's fantastic. all happening that's yeah. it they're going gosh this has happened really quick for you no it's actually taken four years and a lot of hard I've work but anyway the whole time yeah <laughs> There's yeah. been a build up. Yeah. Well it, it it just sounds like this is for you. Um it's just it's still fun and yeah. and your it sounds like your husband is a key part of this. Um Yeah, he is now he I can hear him he's outside. He's moved out, which is in our carport. Um we've got a big bench set up and he's got the drill press and everything out there and because I've just run out of large horizontal hoops, it's like, babe, I need you to drill some hoops tonight. And he's like, Okay, so he's out there and I can hear him. He actually really enjoys it. It's his therapy time too. He said because he's an artist, he's a sculptor, and he finds when he's sitting and drilling the hoops, as it is a tedious task, he has all these beautiful ideas. So he'll come back in and end up drawing. Your husband, um, and what is his name? Alex. Alex. Okay. And uh, I think you mentioned him earlier. And so he is. What kind of sculpture does he do? When he... he works in bronze, the medium bronze. Oh wow, um, he's like yeah. a really like fancy sculptor. <laughs> yes, I think I only registered. I think it was some point last year. I was going, oh my gosh, you use bronze and I do embroidery. Like there, you know the the crafts that have been mediums have been around for millions of years. How cool is that? Just registered. He's like, yes, um, I've been thinking about that for quite some time. Like, oh, that took me ages. Anyway, yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, and, and he does quite abstract work um his head can go to amazing places some of his work I go mm, I'm his biggest critic I'm not quite sure what that is there's other pieces where I'm like oh I just I'm in love with them so he does a huge range of a huge range of things so do you, have you can tell things? when his mind's somewhere where it's like mm, I don't know where you went there <laughs> so do you have bronze sculpture in your house <sighs> everywhere yes and we so have you it have everywhere. embroidery and bronze that's so <laughs> yeah. cool 
Yeah, it yeah. is. It is quite. Yeah. Oh gosh, I've never really thought of it like that. Yes. Yeah, really, I would. Well, because here's, I can tell you what would happen if I had a bronze statue or sculpture in my house. I, I think I had arrived. I'd be like, man, yeah, that's my bronze sculpture over there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I have taken it for granted a bit actually. I'm just sort of. I look around and, oh, I remember. I think he was going to buy me a sculpture for. I was at my 40th and I was like, oh, oh, I'm sort of happy if there's not another sculpture around. Um, <laughs> you're like, I'm happy I'm not, with any other medium, like, but not another maybe embroidery floss would be good, yeah. you know. Um. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> you're like, if I could just get some floss, one of each color, maybe two, <laughs> exactly. maybe two, depending on. If you, you could just set small, me up a whole so, wall. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and so for getting back to, to what your, you know, your, your product line and what you're putting out for the world, you have, you have the hoops and all these sides and tell us, like, walk us through the different products that you have. Okay. So I've got, well, there's a, my hoop family, there's seven now. So I've got three circle sizes. And so, um, I always talk, I'll talk, is millimeters all right? Because like for conversion, Wise, one can, inch, because like yeah, we can make that work. That's that's yeah, because totally I, I get a bit confused because we we are in centimeters, so it's it's two point five centimeters or one inch, um, and then the next one I think it's a, it's one point six inch, um, which is for us four centimeters, um, uh, for in metric, and then the next hoop is two point two inches or five point five centimeters. So that's the circle of three. Um, and then we've got the oval one. So there's four of those beautiful ones and there's two vertical and two horizontal, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So two going up, two going wrong. And the smaller ones, it's 34 by 64. I'm just going over to check really quickly because I'm going, oh, what is the measurement of that little baby? That one is, so I've got 45 by 27 millimetres, that is. And then the other one's 27 by 45. So that's the two little small ones. And all these and then, are small enough to wear as a necklace though, right? Correct? Yeah. Necklace, brooch, and then the, the sort of little the little one inches, they're great for earrings and rings. But all of the others, the family of seven, um, yeah, you can wear them, brooch, necklace. People use them for doll houses. Um, so, yeah. They're all good sizes. I've, I, oh, I originally, the first design we did was huge. I think it was nearly – three inches because I really love big <laughs> bold pieces yeah and then I yeah and um yeah no that didn't work I well really it could be kind of like a um but you know have you gotten maybe the wrappers into this because if I was a rap mm. star like I would want maybe like a four or five inch circle around <laughs> yeah no, the, three inch, the three inch is is really for like you know you could you could embroider like word or something no <laughs> yeah I would That's be totally terrible. making a statement. I would be terrible as a rapper, but I'm just thinking like maybe that's like big bling for That's it. Well, like, I did make a crown the other day. I put all little hoops on onto her an actual hoop and put it on my head just being Yeah, I silly. saw that and I was like but, um... she is really into this. <laughs> but I went, "Oh my gosh, no, I'm totally going to make a real crown though. That's going to be fun." Yeah, your next sale. And do you do sales? Do you do in-person sales like at fairs and festivals or art shows? Yeah. Well, last year, yeah, I did for the last 2 years, I I did a lot of markets actually. Um and then I remember by the end of the one last year, my boy said to me, Mum, do you reckon you could have a break from markets? Uh, and <laughs> they're like, I, I don't want to go anymore. Yeah. And they were just the prep work. You know, there's a lot of work involved every time you're setting up for a market. And so um, – and because I was already – 
selling a lot and my uh, the wholesale side of my business has really built up which is awesome um and that was progressively getting bigger and bigger as the last year went on and by the end of last year I was one tired cookie <laughs> let me imagine. tell you oh whoo I got my first coleslaw um ever which the you know the doctor had said I was like what is this on my lip I was so nervous <laughs> Can I be honest? When you walked in, I thought that was one big bloody coleslaw. <laughs> I was like, really? I've never had one. <laughs> yeah, you were stressed out. Yeah. yeah, he just said your body is exhausted. And as normally I'm a, I get migraines when I get tired, but um, I didn't have a migraine. I was just sort of running on all cylinders. And, yeah, um, it was a very busy time. So my boy said, what do you think about not doing markets next year? We sort of had a bit of a family chat. And I said, you know what? Great idea. Austin's got, I've got one more year of him at home and so this year there's no markets except one at the end of the year and I thought I'll just concentrate on building up the wholesale so I can yeah. get the hoops out across the world um, and then everybody can sell them and enjoy them and that's sort of, you know, that always comes back to that main idea is I just want everybody to enjoy stitching so how do I get them out across the whole entire world mm -hmm. and also in my backyard. Yeah, well, so, it's, it's a lot easier, too, if you don't have to sell each package one by one. Mm, you know, yeah. when you sell it as a wholesale product, you know, you can put it out there in a big bulk, you know, exactly. and then go back and make more. And so how do you keep yourself grounded when, you know, these orders come in? And I know with handmade businesses, you kind of have to ride the rush while it's there uh, yeah. because you might have some downtime. But do you even have downtime with sales now? I mean, are things pretty steady for you all the time? It's pretty steady at the moment. I was actually just saying to a girlfriend today how fortunate I am that, I mean, you know, I obviously I'm running week by week and going, oh, you know, it might get a little bit low for a couple of days and I think, oh, crikey, I hope hope something comes in right. and then all of a sudden there'll be a flood and it's 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 really great. I've just, I, I sort of, I keep pinching myself going, how lucky we are, how lucky I am that, you know, it's, it has taken this time to build, but I, I know now people are telling more people, and it's it's sort of it's a steady flow, which is fantastic. And you know, I'm, I know there's going to be lulls, but um, I also now I think because I've worked so hard, I really enjoy the downtime. So if there is a day where not there isn't much coming in, I mean, I'm always catching up from the days before. <laughs> but if if there is that period of actually, there's not a lot going on. I go, that's good. That's good because tomorrow it's probably not going to be the same way. So right. any moment I can catch if there is a lull, I really, which is not like me because I, like I've said, you know, I'm high energy and I love excitement and I love things happening. But I have reached that point where it's like, oh, I do need a little bit of a breather. Yeah, yeah. It might be just for half a day or a day where things aren't too busy and, you know, the emails I've been able to clear off my screen. Just for example, you go, holy cow, I got through the ball. Right. Yeah, you get your life back after your emails. I do, complete. and I feel terrible. I can't, I've sort of got a 24-hour rule, which has extended into 48. Um, and some some people might be listening and going, ah, actually, you took about a week to get back to me. But I – Well, sometimes <laughs> it happens, though. It's just not humanly possible, though, sometimes. No. I mean... No, and you've got to sit comfortably, too. It's like, I'm so busy. I just have to go, no, ignore all emails for the minute. I just can't do them. I'm right. just, I need to concentrate on packing these orders and – and getting those out and sort of switching over to that when I can. Well, it so, sounds yeah. like you're handling things, though, beautifully because um, the joy of the business, like the joy of, of what started everything, you know, at the beginning, it's yeah. still, that's still there and you can't fake that and I can hear it in your voice. So yes. I, I think that that's wonderful that you're, 
you're doing that. And how fun for everyone that is out there stitching and wearing mini embroidery hoops around the neck. Because they get especially fun when you know the person who put these out there has such a, you know, a happy outlook toward, you know, the world and wants everyone to stitch. It's just such a beautiful concept. Mm-hmm. And I think that joy gets packaged up, you know, when you send oh, that off. So that's you. really fantastic that you're doing that. And so it sounds like people can expect more of these great hoops to be, um, you know, going out into the world. Are you planning to expand? Are there going to be any new things? Are you thinking that this is a great uh, product line that you have right now and you're you're good to I go? I think I'm going to, yeah, for a little while, because it took me, <laughs> I think I said last June in last year that I was going to have a one-inch hoop, and that's taken me a year to do. Um, so I think for now, this year, I'm going to stick with the range that it is. I've had lots of people ask for shapes and different designs, but for me, it keeps coming back to, no, I want to stay true to embroidery. So right, right. at this stage, it's just going to be what I have, but I may be moving into Perspex. Woohoo. Um, Wait, you might be moving into what? I, the I'm... Perspex. So oh. the acrylic, sort of a different material. Oh, interesting. Yeah, have a bit of fun there. That I, will I'm be going... interesting. Yeah. Whenever I say anything out loud, it means, look out, that's a year later. Yeah, um, well, that's exciting, though. That's very exciting. It is exciting. Yeah. But my, my, the next thing that I really am, want to concentrate on is, which I finally did, I just haven't edit, edited it, is um, some videos. And I, um, I think that's the way I can reach more people in just showing basic skills. Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. You know, being an inspiration to get people started and not be scared. And right, that's, right. that's my next big goal. Well, that's so, great. Um, so is that something that people will be able to be able to find through um, your website or what's yeah. the best way to, to through my website? It'll be, um, okay. and the, it's, I've got a YouTube channel, but there's nothing on there at the minute. Um, I think it's, I don't even know what it's called. Dandelion underscore embroidery, I think, because someone else had taken dandelion, cheeky monkeys. So <laughs> Yeah, well, and you'll have, I'm sure you'll have a link off your website. And, I will. It'll yeah. be straight there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. What is the most interesting way that you've seen the hoops used? Oh, gosh, there's been so many. It's It's been insane. I've Recently, there was someone wrapping um, – uh, they'd wrapped like sort of fabric and then extended it off and tasseled it right out off the hoop. So it looked like oh, wow. a little lion's mane all yeah. around. Oh, it was outstanding. Um, and I'm loving, you know, when people paint the hoops. Um, they've used in so many with the cross-stitch designs that go in the, and the, the needle felting that's also being used um, mm-hmm. in there and people are layering them up, so sort of having that 3D element. And so many of I, I call them my makers, and there's going to be my makers market on the website, and I can't wait to have them. I just want to promote what they're doing. You know, I've got lots of beautiful, so small businesses, beautiful stitches that are like which I've shared, you know, lots on Instagram. But beautiful stitches that are just small businesses in themselves, and so they're purchasing purchasing the hoop, stitching their own designs, and creating their style, and then selling their work on. So they're selling their work, and I never did. Anyway, um. <laughs> well, I'm looking at your gallery right now of the portraits that you've done, though, and they're so cute. Oh, they they're darling. Are and for people who can't see them, what you're doing is you're cutting out fabric and stitching so the clothes are fabric. Yeah, and so that's an applique process. Yeah. And then, yeah, then I stitch all the other little features and that represent so who they are. So they fun. are cute, very cartoony. Um, and what, what's been beautiful with the custom portraits, they, um, I have lots of people asking me to do portraits of someone, including someone that may have died within their family or, you know, someone really special that they haven't seen in a long time, wow. um, yeah. which is so beautiful because for me, you know, it's, it's, you know, I've, I lost both my parents when I was quite young. So having, 
I don't know, that element come back within the custom portraits in a cute and quirky way representing special people and yeah. just sort of oh, so many ele- elements of what I'm doing are just very meaningful for me too. It's it's, right. it's wonderful. Well you, well, you understand it. Like you understand mm. what these people are are, are dealing with. and Exactly. And so remembering them, yeah, them. in a light way is a is a, is a, a, you know, just a beautiful thing to be able to gift to someone. Yeah. Well, I think, I think that's absolutely wonderful. And, you know, and I'm, I'm curious about how long has it been? Are you, you, did you lose both of your parents when you were a child? Like, yeah, I lost my dad when I was seven and my mum when I was 14. Oh my goodness. So yeah, we yeah. were, with this. there was four, four of us kids. So um, yeah, it was young and it's, it's funny now. I mean, it's not funny. I shouldn't say funny. Um, but for a long time, I sort of I didn't realize until I've had my own children and then looking at how young they are I didn't realize how young I was either do you know what I mean because you had to grow up so quickly um just to sort of cope and manage and and get on with your life right so well, and yeah looking at my little ones now I go oh gosh you know when my boys turned 7 I thought oh, you really are. You're little. I would have been really little too. It's like oh so and that sort of process and looking at them and thinking, looking at my own sort of personal feelings towards it all and how I've coped and, and managed and grieved and so on and, and grown and evolved and blossomed and, and sort of learnt from it is just, it's, it's an amazing thing. I'm, I feel like I'm really fortunate as to where I am now, really, really fortunate. Well, yeah, I mean, it sounds like you've been able to really go on and, and be, you know, very successful and, you know, just, um, and then also to just be able to empathize with other people that have lost mm. people dear to them. Yeah, uh, A lot of times people don't understand that until they've been in the situation and, and no one wishes for that, you know, so it's, exactly. you know, and you can't really, yeah, till, till it, till it does happen. Can you, yeah. I mean, there are amazing people out there, I suppose that can, but I know for myself, it's, you know, having gone through it all, I do have a, a deep sense of empathy for anyone that's sort of going through something tough or, you know, on any level. Um, what, what do you think got you through that? Gosh, uh, I would have to say, I was really, really loved um, by so many people around us. You know, I lost two parents, but I gained about 10, um, which was actually insane. And, you know, I remember sort of house hopping a bit to which I say I've got four sets of mums and dads and um, they were all amazing and amazing role models in my life. I've just, I've had the most, you know, I I loved my life. People would say my childhood was really hard and, you know, there's, that and lots else, a lot of other beautiful, <laughs> crazy things going on. But um, I was just so supported and loved in whatever I did from my beautiful friends and their parents that it's it's helped me be who I am today. Yeah, so people, with, without a doubt. It sounds like people stepped in to help. They really did. Yeah, yeah. they did. Everyone was like everyone knew where I was all the time sort of because I had everyone checking up on me <laughs> so you actually had it for in the mischief sense it kind of cramped yeah. your style a little bit yeah but. it was like okay he's back everybody um <laughs> yeah no I was we were we were we grew up in a sort of a smaller town I wasn't it was what 80,000 people but it was like a big country town I loved oh it was it's called Wagga 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 and I love I love Wagga I loved growing up there and I had beautiful friends and 
um, my mum and dad knew a lot of people. So we had a great support network around us, really great support network. Um, and having lost dad earlier, you know, people sort of had been watching out for my mum, you know, with four kids on her own as well. So she had a good network of people that were watching out, making sure she was okay mm-hmm. and us kids were okay. So that was sort of in place, I suppose. So when then in losing mum, which, you know, sort of jolts everyone's system as to, oh, you know, those kids have lost both parents now. Sort of I, I felt everyone sort of stepped up and made sure we were okay. And I had beautiful girlfriends and, and boyfriends and it was yeah. It was a. It was a, for me. It was an amazing childhood. I got to experience lots of different families and the way things are, and successes and failures and losses and yeah. I've, I've had a great life to date. Well, and there's lots more to come. Yeah, and your outlook <laughs> is so wonderful. You know, because sometimes people have something hard that happens and they it makes them you know kind of hardened or jaded or you know just it's they have a hard time pushing beyond but it sounds mm-hmm. like you were embraced by people and now you're embracing people back in return um mm. and but sending like love out in ele- envelopes with little hoops you know i mean it's, <laughs> it's really lovely your outlook um on life and just you know um you know what you're putting you're putting some good out there and i think that's yeah. you know the world needs more of that we definitely do. And yeah, we've got to, you know, I think that, you know, sort of learning along the way, it's like you've got one time on this planet that you can remember and um, so making it the best you can. I feel like I, I owe it to myself to, to do the best and be the best that I can. And, you know, and, and, for, and for my munchkins too, my boys, it's, I want, I'm, first of all, I want to make myself proud, but, you know, equally as important, I want to make them proud and I want them to live a passionate life. I've, I think through everything that I've been through, I've, I really realized it doesn't matter on a material level what you have, you know, so I know I'm my business is successful, but it's not pulling in millions and it's, you know, if anything, it's, it's keeping me out of having to go find a, a job nine to five or anything. Right. But, it's, but, but for me, it's more, I want to be doing something that I love. And I watched my mum work, you know, around the clock cleaning houses and, I know she didn't love that, but she did that for us, and I love right. her for that. Right. And so I feel like I owe it to her, I owe it to myself, and and to and to my family, just to do what it is that makes my fire burn. And because I can, and I'm I'm in a great position. I've got an amazing hubby, um, keeping it real. He, you know, makes me angry too. And <laughs> I've got three beautiful, healthy kids. It's like, oh, we we tick lot, lots of boxes. So I've I um. Yeah, I think it's really important just to to keep doing what I'm doing and and loving what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's absolutely wonderful, and congrats to you. I think this Thank is fantastic you. that you've built this business and you're setting such a great example for your kids. Because um, I mean, you're so right about we get one chance to live mm. this life, and we never know how long we have. So it's it's best to make the most of it, appreciate the people. Exactly, and enjoy and... enjoy all the elements, all the emotions, the yeah. sad, the happy, the angry. Just go for it. Well, that was fun, and I was very inspired by Sonia and her approach to business and life. I admire her ability to be able to look at the bright side of things. I will post some links at craftsanity.com to get to Sonia and her Etsy shop and all the cool stuff that she's doing. It was a real pleasure to share some time with Sonia and And to have all of you listen, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you again, Patreon sponsors, for supporting the show. And thank you to ACS Home and Work for keeping this going. Uh, You can check out acshomeandwork.com to order some flower sack tea towels 
and other home goods. And um, I just did a dyeing project with some uh, flower sack tea towels that I cut them into quarters and threw them into the dye pot. And I'm actually making a Craft Sanity banner that I carved a block a while ago and I just printed black ink onto multiple colors. I did red, pink, teal, orange, and yellow. And I probably will do purple and a, and a light and a lime green before the banner is made. Because I looked, I'm like, man, I need some green and I need some purple. Because Craft Sanity, the earlier logo that I used all the time, a lot of times the little, uh, my little yarn guy trademark is pink, usually. But um, on my a business card that I had printed a long time ago, I had like this spectrum of colors and I used to have that on my website as well. And I really like that. So I need to get some green and purple into the into the spectrum. So uh, that banner will be on display, assuming I get it completed, which I will, I have to do that. That will be on display at the opening day of the Fulton Street Artisans Market in Grand Rapids. That will be on June 14th. The market opens at 11 a.m. and goes through the afternoon. Uh, and I'm really excited to get out there. It's going to be kind of a bittersweet event for me because normally about this time I'm writing about opening day. And um, I'm not going to be doing this that this year because I don't have a column anymore. So I'm not going to be writing for the newspaper about it. I will be promoting it, obviously, in places like this, my own media. Uh, so it'll be good to see those folks and kind of a sad time as well because this will be the first time that I will see a lot of the artists that I've written about since losing my column. So it's going to be, I think, it's going to be a little bit, I don't know, a little, a little weird probably because I'm going to feel kind of like, I don't know. But anyway, I'm very excited to be there on opening day and I'm planning to actually be doing some interviews with people, kind of mini interviews. I'm planning to bring a video camera and I'll bring Jonathan, the multimedia editor for Craft Sanity. My whole Craft Sanity family will be there and we're going to be doing, assuming that I get my new press on time, I've been a little disappointed because I ordered it the end of January and it was supposed to take three to four months and it's the end of May, tomorrow's the beginning of June and it's still not done and um it's coming down to the wire, so I'm a little bit, a little disenchanted, um, <laughs> but I should hopefully have it, hopefully, by the end of this week, please, <laughs> I would like to have it done, uh, because I want to be able to bring it with me to do some demos, some printmaking demos at the market, which I think will be really fun. My bigger press that I have at home is too heavy to lift, so this one will be heavy, but not as heavy. So you can actually like bring it and, uh, you wouldn't want to walk six miles carrying it, but you know, you can handle, uh, lifting it in and out of a car kind of thing. So look for that. And I will be selling craft sanity weaving looms. I will be also introducing some prints that I'm, I've been making. I will have a lot of patches for t-shirts, patches sewn onto t-shirts that are completed. I'll probably have some note cards and there will be also some tea towels with designs on them. Uh, but what I'm finding is that as I'm making things, I really like to make patches to sew on other things. And I like to print on fabric more than paper, which is interesting too. So I am kind of creating, putting my designs onto fabric and then making things. One of the 
recent things that I just have started doing too is I have been printing my designs on fabric and then embroidering over those to embellish it. So I will have some pieces um, out there as embroidery kits for people. But I'm still looking for story ideas and things to feature. And as I'm, I'm really trying to kind of redefine myself as an independent journalist and uh, come up with a format going forward for the magazine, I am not looking to print out a bunch of copies and have them sitting around my house. So I need to figure out if I should do one more print edition of Craft Sanity. I kind of am leaning toward that, doing issue 10 as a print edition, and then after that doing um, a downloadable that is maybe published with greater frequency than more than just four times a year, but I have to work out the details. I also really want to buckle down and write a book. And, um, you know, I think for me, there are a lot of books that I could have written over the years about different projects and things that I have worked on and, you know, obsessively studied independently. Uh, however, I've always been hesitant because I thought, oh, this is so simplistic or, you know, there are other books out there and I'm trying to contribute something that I can do in a way that would be different and would add to the conversation. And, you know, it's really something I've kind of built this up into this huge thing that now it's like the Grand Canyon to like get to the other side because I, I don't want to do just some little book. I want to do this big, gigantic thing. And, it, and I'm starting to think, you know, John, just just do a little book, <laughs> do a little book and then maybe a big book after that. But we'll see. We'll see what what happens. Um, I think having the ability to pretty much be able to do anything can be sometimes um, crippling, you know, because you're just like, I could do anything. What will I do? And, you know, we have to make decisions of how we spend our time. And I'm also really, um, I've noticed lately that I get really caught up in other people's work. Uh, I really like to push other people to attain their potential and beyond. And uh, I don't really have anybody pushing me with that same kind of crazy, intense energy. So I will be like, well, you know, I could do my project or I could just really push this person and help them. I often will merge over into their lane and be like, hey, let's go. You know, you need any help? And um, and then pretty soon I realize like, whoa, several days have gone past and I have made no progress on my own projects. So um, yeah, I think there's a lot of self-evaluation going on over here. And I'm also trying to make sure that my work, my professional work life, uh, the work I do for the college where I teach, I'm going to try to keep that really in a box where I'm going to um, wall off the time that I've spent there and work the amount of time that I'm being paid, or at least closer to the amount of time I'm being paid for. Because, I mean, I have worked full-time at a part-time job for the last three years. And that's just not really very smart to do that. I mean, um, yeah, you can feel like a good person when you do it, but it's just not very intelligent. So, um, and I'm smarter than that. I really am. So <laughs> I'm going to do my best to keep things a little more in control. And I should have made this an after show and I didn't. I apologize. I kind of tricked you into listening to all this. I have some challenges going on and I am working through those, but I am very excited about what the future holds and really excited that the summer is going to be underway and I won't have to be rushing around driving my kids everywhere. We can just chill. So I'm looking forward to some quiet summer days around here. I hope you guys are gearing up for a great summer season as well. And uh, 
Yeah. So if you have any suggestions of who you'd like to hear from on the podcast or you have a story to tell yourself, by all means, get in contact. You can reach me, Jennifer, at craftsanity.com. I'll be back soon with another interview. In the meantime, Craft Sanity, my friends, it works for me. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Craft Sanity Podcast. To support the show, click the Patreon link at craftsanity.com to donate $1 a month or buy a handmade loom or magazine at craftsanity.etsy.com. Same time next week, we'll be crafting.